0: Hello, sports fans. This is Sellout Sports. I am Tory Rich, and i'm back across the table from me, after what feels like ages, in his apartment is Michael mawson <laughs> After a week of me raiding his refrigerator,
1: <laughs> yeah, good to be back, and uh, you know, I still have this place intact. Uh, <laughs> good to know I can trust you.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you haven't found any of the shit that I stole yet, so <laughs> it couldn't have been that important. <laughs> so, dude, how was Nashville?
1: Uh, Yeah, it felt like a long time for sure. Uh, It was was really fun, really fun. Um, My friend moved down there, got to kind of, you know, I've never been to Tennessee before, so it was really cool. Spent, you know, just a weekend down there, but a lot of country music, a lot of Morgan Wallen was being played, uh, a lot of Shania Twain um
0: was i right did you did you hear the same 300 songs so i like
1: i mentioned that to my friends and they were like yeah probably you know but like one of my friends has been there before like i said one just moved down i mean i definitely heard the same music but i was i was there for such a short period of time where i didn't mind it
0: it couldn't drive you nuts right it's just when i was down there so like um i don't think the audience actually knows about that conversation we had but we so there's basically like there's some sort of licensing deal on broadway like the main the main strip in nashville where like the bars can only play certain songs and even if you're a musician you can only play certain songs and it's
1: yeah i I forgot to ask anybody down there but
0: if i were a bartender i just feel like i would i don't know I because you can't it's not like you can put earplugs in so like you're just gonna like that's that's torture that it's a literal torture method To make somebody listen to the same song over and And over, and then you
1: think about like so, like the pedal bikes, right? Like the main touristy thing. We did that, and uh, I thought it was going to be kind of like a gimmick. I had a lot of fun actually, but you know, I, um, me and my buddies were talking to like the tour guide. He's around our age, probably a year or two younger, and uh, he's like, "We're like, do you get tired of this music?" And he's like, "I just have like a playlist for like six and a half hours that I just cycle through." And I don't know, man, I couldn't do it, but uh, (laughs) good for him.
0: I don't know. Yeah, there's also like it's very not pedestrian friendly there. Uh, I like-
1: know. I saw somebody eat eat shit on one of those scooters. <laughs> oh, of the, yeah, yeah the electric I, bus. I actually didn't see it. To be fair, my my buddy did. We got out of the Uber. I heard it. <laughs> the woman was down. You know. You know the pink shirt, like the bachelorette party whole thing. Uh, Middle aged woman, and then I was like. My my buddy was like, Stop stop staring. Like, like we're gonna leave. <laughs> well, <I laughs> so like, he's it. like he's like, just leave her. And I was <laughs> like, I feel I feel bad.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, dude, like it's just like a recipe for this. I don't know how I don't know what the statistics are, but people there must be people getting hit. That's actually those- the
1: first thing, like uh my my uh my brother's friend was like, Don't do it. Like <laughs> don't do it. Like and that was like that was before I had plans to go to Nashville. This was like a couple years ago. He's like, If you ever go to Nashville, do not get on those scooters. <laughs> I was like, so, noted.
0: Yeah, th- the locals know. So, anyway, so welcome back, sir. Yeah, I mean, you almost got Wally pipped because uh, you know a little bit of nepotism. My my little brother and, uh, and
1: yeah, yeah. And, I'm happy they're able to fill in.
0: <laughs> no, that's. I mean, hey, the next man up. That's that's the mentality, right? We gotta the show must go on. So uh, anyway, good show coming up though. Uh, I mean lot to cover from the NFL so we're gonna we're gonna get through it in an expedient manner I mean just I mean football we're we're in the middle of it now and there's there's drama afoot
1: we're literally in the middle of uh the later Monday night football game right now Rams are giving them giving the Bengals a game up nine six uh midway through the third
0: um yeah Eagles defense look nasty Uh, hopefully yeah hopefully we're watching the return of Joe Burrow I I I mean oh and two Bengals
1: yeah, oh, I, yeah, I think we'll both, you know, we'll touch on it later. But they're not in zero. And t- they're zero and two. But like, uh, I'm not pressing the panic button.
0: No, no. I mean, zero and three. Now we start to worry. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, Joe Burrow got the Bengals inside the twenty, down nine to six. Uh, yeah. Gives anyway,
1: Chase for nothing. All right. Let yeah. Let's get into the show.
0: Yeah. So, uh, anyway, a very. Uh, I'm telling you, man, I'm growing as a person, and we, you know, we we continue to to cover this, but. Broncos at Dolphins, and I'm telling you, I I loved it. I didn't get to watch um, every single play, so I watched the YouTube recap, and obviously looked through the box score and everything. And I'm t- like, seventy points doesn't upset me because first of all, five rushing touchdowns. Second of all, it's beautiful all around. They the Dolphins put up seventy points on the Broncos, a, a defense that was. Like, one of the best defenses in the NFL last year. I don't know what's going on there in Denver right now. Nothing good. Uh, no. Nothing good.
1: And I'm glad that you like this game. I was um, much like the college football game in, I think, week one. Colorado TCU. TCU, yeah, yeah. yeah. We all know how you we both feel about Colorado now. But uh, I was I was like, is Torrey going to like this? Um, so I'm glad. I'm glad. I mean, it's just it's just beautiful offense. Yeah.
0: Um, and they do this without Jalen Waddle on the field, too. I mean... It's I mean, the only thing that I can I can say I hate about it is it's Tyree kill and just like that's fair. He is a piece of shit. And so I I, like, he's going to have to do a lot to erase that. And I don't know if he ever can. So um, but yeah, that being said, he is incredible and he is the best receiver. The Chiefs still won the trade because guess what? The Chiefs have won a Super Bowl and the Dolphins haven't. So they won the trade. But, you know, man, he is good.
1: Yeah, I mean, he said he wanted, I'll I'll say it again, you know, he came out and said, I want to do, I want to rack up 2,000 yards this year, and he continues to play like somebody that is hungry to do that.
0: He might do that, and he might continue to prove my point that a 2,000 wide receiver still isn't going to get you, isn't going to get you a Super Bowl, because like, because you have to win games, you have to win games in January, so unless the Dolphins have home field advantage, which is a possibility, but... If you, and even then, like you know, how I feel about this.
1: If Tua stays healthy, I think they do.
0: I mean, maybe, maybe. I, I don't know. But I, you have to be able to win weather games, and can they can they do that? I mean, you know, Tyreek Hill's still, you know, very slippery. You know, I'm not saying, you know, because it's wet on the field, but I'm saying he's just he is hard to bring down. And then they kind of have like a like a clone of him in Devon A and a- 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 I don't know. I, I, we you're still braver don't know. than i am
1: this <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's achan but i we got achan 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 all right a chain uh-huh. is what he used to go by but there was
0: there, there was about a five minute debate about this on the pat mcafee show so shout out to that too but this is like we still don't know, we still know he sent odys- a voice
1: right? memo and we're still not 100 percent clear we're, we're
0: still not clear yeah not to us but um that was a funny bit on mcafee for sure um but anyway but 70 points dude I mean, so Achain, Achain, he. I mean, well over 200 total yards, and he's like, he's like a Tyree Kill clone. It, it's it like this was like a game so of Madden fast. in so many ways. It's like it's like taking Tyree Kill and making him a tailback, and then 70 points, man. And I'm telling you, like the funny thing about this game for me is I don't think the Broncos are that bad. I don't think they're I don't think they're lose to 50 lose by 50 to anybody bad.
1: No, but by, like, like who is in the NFL? I don't even think the Bears are lose by 50 to anybody uh, well, bad. Well, well,
0: we'll get to that in a second, but I, my point being is like I guess the the real thing about it is Russell Wilson actually played pretty well. His his stat lines not bad. The interception not 100% really on him. It was ball that was batted at the line. So it his fault for being short Yes, yeah. but um
1: Blame but, that one on genetics.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, you know, but w- Wilson, you know, I I still maintain he doesn't he doesn't get by on his athle- athleticism as much anymore. But I thought he looked better as a passer in this game. This isn't a game where the Dolphins know he's going to be throwing because they were down pretty much, you know, from the jump. Obviously, right. um, you know, Cortland Sutton has two fumbles that killed them. One of them was returned to the three. It was just one of those like it was just a perfect storm of things that got the Dolphins to seventy points with with. Almost nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and
1: with the the starters pulled, like like Mike White was tearing tearing up that defense too.
0: Yeah, Mike White. Yeah, he had a couple of uh, well, yeah, yeah. He ended up with a touchdown pass to chosen
1: Anderson. um <laughs> uh, But it's funny that you mentioned Madden because that's exactly how I thought of it, and in in two ways. Again, like you said, the formations and just how the game was but i would have rage quit if i was if i was the broncos i would have not been able to finish that game yeah. uh the controller would be either through my tv or out the window uh probably early third quarter uh and that's that's pushing it so
0: this is one of those ones where you take a hit on your player rating you know like <laughs> your do not finish rating or whatever yeah, yeah. like that i mean i i uh, with, with the with a chance to set the NFL record in points, by the way, that they, like they, they get down inside like the twenty five, with like three minutes to go, and then the Dolphins just run out the clock, um, you know, being being lauded as a classy move around the league. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Mike?
1: Yeah, I think it's more just McDaniel just being. It's like a classy fuck you. I think, um, especially I, with his personality. Yeah, right? like he's you know he's this goofy guy, but he you know he loves the Broncos. Like you know he grew up. As the ball boy for the team, like you know, and all that, and I think he was like very, very determined to send a message, which they clearly did. But then he was like, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go for the record, you know. I'm not gonna put it out there." He's like, "Sean Payton, I just want you to know, I can do this, and I did this. But here, here, I here's the white flag. Hey,
0: I'm I'm totally fine with it. Who cares? You know what I mean? Because we we very clearly know they could have." they could have yeah, put they, it on him. very they, well could have they probably could have put two more on them if they really wanted yeah, to they
1: kept two in which i'm glad they didn't yeah, you know they could have yeah. put it...
0: well and to that point i say if the backups are in college football high school football whatever i say the playbook is open it's like yeah like, it, especially
1: like, i think especially in the nfl because those are guys that don't get an opportunity and mike white or yeah get him his reps yeah, yeah. exactly you know if you know he needs another opportunity next year. I don't know if he's up for a contract or whatever, but it doesn't matter. Somebody on that field was up for a contract next year and they put some tape on film.
0: Yeah. I'm not I'm not uh, shedding any tears for running up the score even when teams leave their starters in. But I'm definitely not shedding any tears if you've got your twos in. Like, yeah, let them run the offense. Don't you don't have to hand off three times and punt. Like, no, let them run the offense. Like, right. they're a backup. Let them get their reps, let them get their audition. You know, whatever it is, like I don't know. If I am the opposing coach, if it's the twos that are in, I am not taking that as an insult. And you know,
1: no, I mean, uh, don't run flea flickers and you yeah, know yeah. stuff like that. Don't get extravagant with it. But,
0: but that again, that being said, like whatever, especially in professional football, stop them. Yeah, do you you know if you are in FBS football, stop them. You are getting paid to play football. Stop right. Them. So anyway, um,
1: but that brings me to a point. Uh, you, you know, you you mentioned Russell um I, the way I see you know he didn't play bad but the way I see on the other side of the field you know Sean Payton leaving him in I don't see that as a vote of confidence in in Russell Wilson I see that as like you're not my guy I don't care that we're down 50 I'm going to keep you in this game with the potential of you getting hurt Zavian
0: w- yeah Zavian Howard said that where it was like like like, you got to do better than that. Like, like, like his, the he, guy that was playing against him was like, that's disrespectful. He's Russell not. The
1: obviously, they're not married, right? Like, yeah. Sean Payton came in. He was going to be the guy to fix him. But Sean Payton's going to outlast Russell Wilson in Denver, most likely, right? Like, that's m- more likely than than not, I would say.
0: I don't know. How long was Payton's contract? I mean, it's got to be
1: pretty long, right? I, I don't know off the top of my head. But just based off of how Denver's looked l- last year and again this year, um obviously it's coaching coaching plays a huge part in that but um Russell hasn't been the guy that they thought he would be obviously I mean,
0: honestly I think that's an egos and personality thing more than anything like it could uh, on you know and I think in a vacuum you put Sean Payton with Russell Wilson like that sounds great, and there's right? and there's but
1: problems on both sides we've we've you know they're both kind we've of come to the throat of Russell Wilson and Russ Inc you know, on this podcast, which I think he deserves, and that's why we're doing it. But I was not happy with how Sean Payton reacted in the in the post game presser. He, well,
0: that and I mean, how does that look? Uh, him saying what he said about Nathaniel Hackett too. So, they're well, both, exactly, they're both kind of assholes, exactly.
1: And then, and then, uh, you know, a media member is prefacing his question, being, you know, he is pouring it on him a little bit. You know, this is a historic embarrassment i don't know if he said embarrassment but a historic loss you know but he's like i just answered that i'm not talking about that he's like what's your question you know he got he got really snippy uh just be better sean payton you know and then you won't have to be so angry that you lost by 50.
0: yeah i mean and honestly like this is because of what you just brought up it makes me kind of rethink it i like i was thinking about it i was like like the broncos could still be a playoff team if russell wilson is playing like this and court. like Cortland sultans two fumbles were killer and then
1: and that and they, the thing and is they, he's their he's their only target right now too
0: uh well they, you know still got jerry judy um, yeah he
1: hasn't really impressed i mean mims has has shown like big play potential as a rookie but nothing like consistent you know
0: the the thing is is the Broncos are 0 and 3. So is Sean like the Broncos aren't going to be bad enough to be the worst team in the NFL. There's no way. Um
1: well, yeah, just,
0: But but could they be bad enough and could Sean Payton kind of massage this that they're bad enough to be in striking distance to trade up for number 1. And then that's actually a situation that Caleb Williams might actually want to be in, right? Yeah, I don't know, so, man.
1: I I defended the Broncos all of last year. I don't know how much longer I can do it. If it's one more dud, I don't know who they have week four. I don't. I don't have to look ahead in front of me, but I think one more and I'm fully out on on the Broncos. They have so much talent. I understand it, but it's just like at at some point you are what you know what you are.
0: Well, yeah, and I, and they could be they could they be bad enough for a top five pick. I mean, it it took quite a bit for the Panthers to, to trade up to one with the Bears this year. Yeah. Um, the so like could they be bad enough? But that was from nine. I mean, if we say Broncos five six to trade up to one to get to get Caleb Williams, but just like, listen
1: to that though—the Broncos being fit the fifth or sixth worst team in the NFL with,
0: with one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. I know, and um, coaches.
1: And like they the, traded for the coach,
0: yeah. And well, and, and just what about the dead cat money on Russell Wilson? He I mean, can't be. He's still, tied to
1: them through twenty six, is, is what I heard. Yeah,
0: unless they want to eat. You know, I think like that's when them.
1: they can like that's like full dead, dead cap essentially. It, yeah,
0: uh, no, it's like it's uh, it's close, it's, it's close close to a hundred million dollars. Yeah, so. it's um, I don't know, but I think the story though, again, I think the story should actually be how good the Dolphins were, um, and you know, but really on both ends of this, right? I I still I'm not I'm not say, I'm not saying the Dolphins aren't scary. I'm not saying I want to play the Dolphins right now, right? but say it with me, Mike. It's never as good as it seems, <laughs>
1: it's and never it's never as bad, as bad as
0: it seems, okay? So, hey, the, I, think the Broncos, I think the Broncos still could bounce back. I think this is the kind of team that could, but it looks, it looks really bad right now.
1: I just don't want to get fooled and, uh, t- yeah. two years in a row because the, I was saying that early in the season last year, too, but... I, I, I do get what you're saying.
0: Russell Wilson was still fighting. That's all I'm saying. And as much as I don't like him, like hey, he he looked he looked good in that game. Um, moving on though to a team that is definitely I, I mean they got to be the favorite for the number one pick now.
1: Oh oh, uh, without a doubt.
0: The the Bears are an absolute train wreck, and I so so I said to the to the kiddos to to Jake and Tim when they were on, I was like, you know what, I could see this being the game. Where the Chiefs take them lightly to their credit, they didn't. <laughs> the Chiefs came out and not with and Taylor put it Swift in that box. No, no way. That, you know what? That's what, I think it was—the Taylor Swift bump, right? Um, but yeah, the, the Chiefs came out and put it on them. But the Bears look so bad, and this is the first time I've watched Fields closely. Of course, he only by, before the two-minute warning, he had only thrown five passes. Mike,
1: it's just like how and bad it, of a week can you have?
0: The more I watched it. One thing that surprised me, because based on what I had heard, what I had read, that the Bears' offensive line was terrible. They didn't; they weren't that bad. What what I saw was poor receiver play. Um, Is DJ Moore a good receiver? Sure, but he so Fields actually threw him a dime. You know, when it didn't matter, the game was already either twenty four nothing or thirty one to nothing. But he threw him a dime down the sideline, split the corner in the safety cover two. And it just goes right through Moore's. I mean, he couldn't have thrown it any better. Yeah. Um. I think it's two. No. He had a nice. Ben, he ben, did have
1: a nice catch on the on the sideline as well. But I understand.
0: Um. Claypool did too. Actually, on the very like I think the first play from scrimmage. Actually, no, the Bears' first play from scrimmage because Fields was running around in his end zone and rolled out right. And anyway, so but yeah, Claypool. Uh, needed to come up with a deep ball right after Moore's I- a drop. It was kind of like watching in a baseball game when like the pitcher would have been out of the inning, and then like, yeah. and then he gives up immediate. Yeah. So Fields throws an interception. The next play after Moore should have had that. Uh, should have had that catch. And then the next drive with under you know it's like two minute drill kind of thing. Fields tries to go deep to Claypool, a ball that Claypool should high point come down with fairly easily. Actually, he's one on one doesn't come down with it. Um, there was a there was a third and 4 with the game still in question or like early on i think they were they were really down 7 and nothing or 14 and nothing and there was a third and 4 chiefs showing blitz and just nobody nobody was like an a, an early hot option for fields and so i think fields holds on to the ball too too much sometimes but like there was a play that i watched i was like that's not fields fault like sometimes he's looking at the rush and he's and that tells me he's looking to run too early sometimes and I and again, I didn't think the line was that bad in this game. Like I'm not saying so, they were great.
1: But. So one thing I I saw Darren Orlovsky kind of breaking this down a little bit earlier, and he was he actually keyed in on uh, the O line, N- not shitting on them, but just saying they never doubled up Chris Jones, I guess, like at all.
0: And Chris Jones didn't actually. So I I admit I only watched the first half because it was 34 nothing at yeah. halftime, but so I didn't get to watch more of Fields passing. But I yeah you know, I feel like. You know, the, most of the starters are probably out for the Chiefs by that point, anyway. I don't even know to tell you the truth. Um, Jones Jones got one sack. He didn't really wreck them that much, and they and I did see them double him in pass protection a little bit. Okay. Um, but I, but that know, has I s- to
1: be in the back of your mind if you're Justin Fields. Like, sure, you have confidence in your guys. I, actually, I don't know if he does because he's one of the most sacked quarterbacks since he's gotten to the league. Uh, I know you just said they played well yesterday but they played adequately yeah you see chris jones on the other side and you you know you're you're getting knocked down eight nine times a game that has to be in the back of your mind a little bit which is i know that's kind of a loser mindset but i I do think you have to account for that
0: here's here's the thing is there have been quarterbacks where we've said like oh yeah like having a bad line in front of him ruined him and everything like that we've seen other quarterbacks survive it though so like I feel like no matter what the great ones are gonna are gonna come through like Peyton Manning Peyton Manning had a miserable rookie year and he was still Peyton Manning I mean it's just
1: yeah 33 interceptions or something like that yeah
0: and got the shit beat out of him yeah. too by the way Andrew Luck got the shit beat out of him almost his entire career so this whole like if it shakes their confidence, well, lots of things would have shaken their confidence. So Yeah, but you like, mentioned
1: Andrew Luck. He retired early because, it, like, you know, that, that's a big part of why you retired. True, but
0: yeah, but it didn't. I don't feel like it affected no. his performance. That's true. That's true. So, listen, like, I'm not going to blame it all. Listen, I, I just watched Travis Kelsey block the Bears' premier pass rusher. They just went out and signed. The Bears The Bears looked like they were going to be good on defense. They signed a lot of names. They have Tremaine Edmonds, not Terrell Edmonds, Tremaine Edmonds, Tremaine. the linebacker. Mm-hmm. They went out, Yannick Ngakwe, and so, so it was Ngakwe it got blocked one-on-one by Travis
1: Kelsey. That's embarrassing. Like, like, You're uh, not going to hear that line a lot, that Travis Kelsey's blocking somebody. And, and let
0: me give credit to Travis Kelsey, by the way, because like a lot of people probably think I hate on him because I say he's a wide receiver, but he is. He's a big wide receiver. Okay? He is. That's how they use him. You know what I mean? But he actually is a good blocker when it's time to block. His girl was and, up in the
1: stands. Yeah. He, you know, he needed to impress.
0: Dude, so... But he's no shit. He blocked. He blocked Ngakwe one on one, and it ends up being a thirty-seven yard pass down to uh, Justin Hunter, Justin Hunter, right? Or Justin, it's Justin something. One of the Chiefs' receivers.
1: Justin. Ro- no, Ross was the uh, Watson. speedster. Watson.
0: Watson. But they have Justin Hunter, the Tennessee guy that had the bad back too, right? They have both. Yeah, I think they have both. But it was yeah, it was a pass to Justin Watson, thirty-seven yards, hits him on the sideline. But it was just. But what I noticed was. Ngakwe not winning a one-on-one with a tight end who's not even like a quote-unquote blocking tight end. So the the point is, is like the Bears are bad in every phase of the game. If you took Justin Fields, I, I feel like we could play this game with almost the, the, the 49ers are the perfect team to do this with because actually I'm not, I'm not blown away with Brock Purdy. I'm not saying I don't like him, but I'm not blown away with him. And I think it would be a mistake. I think
1: pay- he's kind of what the Niners need is a game-managing quarterback. Sure, sure. I think he's good at that.
0: But, but that's my point. So, like, if we take... We, we could do this with every quarterback in the league. I think it would be a good exercise. I think every, a
1: lot of people do. They're like, let's just plug him into Kyle Shanahan's system. Yeah, it's, like, well, a fun thing to do. Well,
0: it's not even that. It's plug him into the, the roster around him and Kyle Shanahan's right. system, sure. But you know what it is? I think Brock Purdy is... He's the... What is he? The, the Mendoza line for quarterbacks? Mm. Or the... You know, the, like, he's the middle of the road. Right. You know? And... surrounded by by that roster he looks like a stud i just like in this giants game this week i didn't see him have to do anything crazy but again to his credit he doesn't make the big mistake either right now so he just does what you ask of a game manager now i think it would be a mistake to pay him 40 million dollars a year like the giants have done with yeah but could
1: the jets use him right now absolutely oh
0: yeah absolutely of course they could um so my point being is if you take justin fields you give him Kyle Shanahan coaching, which he's definitely not getting, <laughs> No. and you and you put him with that talent. To, I mean, especially with his legs, you know, in a in a system where he can run a little bit, and right? Like, oh, and man. that's
1: why Trey Lance was so it's yeah, it's so funny.
0: But but again, Fields turns the ball over, and and that's on him. You know what I mean? Like that th- that part is on him. Yeah. So um
1: I saw uh, I saw a. a press clipping from the chicago newspaper and it graded every facet of the bears and they, they gave them an f in everything offense defense special teams coaching every every facet that you can imagine it was just f and it, it was like a brief like four or five s- sentences with either like a stat like you know dj Moore three catches 41 yards but or like just a brief description it's just like <laughs> that that pretty much sums up the game
0: and, and dude 41 to 10 doesn't do it justice. No. It was, dude it was 34 to nothing at the half so you talk also about
1: why why is um why why did Patrick Mahomes come back in that game after the after the ankle I don't, I don't know he said it's, it's like, because he needed to get Kelsey a touchdown but like that is so dumb
0: yeah that's dumb that, that and uh speaking of guys getting injured why was fields still in that, that
1: game? yeah uh <laughs> that spotter needs to be fired immediately and also just any medical professional that was in that stadium or watching the game or not watching the game because it's not their responsibility but any medical professional that was in that stadium needs to be reprimanded because he was wobbling he needed he needed assistance just to stand correctly
0: Dude, even if you want to play the whole like like in a close game right like like the like the Shador situation last week right where Shador, like, obviously got knocked silly. Yeah, I mean it, it was a fucking targeting penalty. Yeah, right? you know my stance it, on
1: that. I think they need to come out, but like I get what you're saying. It's a close game and if you're taking that no, stance I, fine. Honestly,
0: like again, if you're gonna yeah. take that stance, then no, like but don't don't preach to me about player safety then. Like this is about opening up offenses. Which like anyway, so They don't give a shit about player safety because this wasn't a close game. There was no reason for Fields to be out there. No, it's just
1: like the Tua thing. He
0: literally almost falls into the ref.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And they just let him, like, that shows you how dysfunctional the Chicago franchise is. I mean, I don't have to mention everything that happened, you know, in the past week between their defensive coordinator.
0: Well, the the spotters are, I mean, yeah, the Chicago's, the spotters are independent.
1: No, I understand that. But I'm just, I'm just saying, like, to have the coaches see that and i mean true true you know
0: I, yeah for dj Moore to be the only one that i mean he, he literally almost wobbled into the ref and the ref doesn't say like hey man you need to go. <laughs> come on man really
1: i mean we were not even that far removed from tua like you know last year i mean tua yeah. was like in grave danger and they didn't do anything it's, and we just don't learn from our mistakes and there's another one andy dalton same thing you know backup quarterback for the panthers he gets Absolutely rocked. And dude, if you
0: miss, if you miss a guard like in the trenches getting knocked silly, I can understand. Right, like a, a lot miss going a quarterback on out in the
1: open with eighteen camera angles on him.
0: Yeah, all eyes are on the quarterback at all times. Like, I don't know how the umpire misses it. I don't, yeah. No, sorry, no, sorry. The referee is the one behind the play, right? Right. right I don't know how. The, so I don't know how the referee misses it. I don't know how the spotters miss it. <laughs> like his own coaches. Yeah. It's, just, so. Player safety my ass. You guys don't care about player safety. It's gross. Um, I don't know. So, long story short, uh, Fields shows flashes, but everybody shows flashes at times, right? That's why they're in the NFL. I, I, I'm tired of hearing excuse-making for him. If you are if you are truly great, you will overcome a bad roster around you and even bad coaching around you if you're that good.
1: Uh, yeah, like, again, we, we talked about it in the preseason. I just feel bad for all the hype that he got because... He was, he is just like, why did they hype him up like that? I I really don't understand, you know, it was a pass behind the line of scrimmage to DJ Moore and DJ Moore ran it for a touchdown. And then he became like an MVP candidate overnight. And it was just like, he's, it was set up for failure from the start.
0: I, I I totally agree. It's just like, they, I don't know it might be the curse of being in a big market yeah or and And like a storied franchise starved for wins for the last decade but
1: you look at it and there's never really been a great Bears quarterback in general so maybe that's plays a part too they're just so hungry for one that they they'll try to build up anybody and again I don't think like in the right system like you just said I think Justin Fields could be a very good quarterback you know he does have to take care of the turnover like take care of the ball more but
0: Shanahan's a good one too because Shanahan is a micromanager right and so he can't like like that's why he he made Goff good at a young age Goff is good because Goff is good now but Goff wasn't that good in the beginning and he he got him to a level at a young age you know because because he micromanages his quarterbacks which could be an argument against him in tough games you know like you know conference championship level games maybe that's why his quarterbacks don't perform you know when when things get tight right like i don't know
1: um the more you talk the more kirk cousins just has to has to go to san francisco
0: right i mean it just well i don't know kirk kirk cousins is the next matt ryan but also maybe kirk maybe kirk cousins needs to go to new york which is something you know i don't know we could we could we could circle back to that one because i said that after week one right but i mean it Call Carson like Wentz. A...
1: Just get Zach Wilson off oh, the field. No,
0: I, I don't know if you're going to do any better with Carson Wentz. His ceiling's
1: uh, a lot higher than Zach Wilson's. You have to give him that. I, I'm not saying he's going to be. I
0: don't even know if that's true though. Zach Wilson's a third overall pick. Maybe he shouldn't have been, but you know.
1: I... I mean, Carson Wentz was a high pick too, and he was he was he was actually an MVP candidate once once upon a time.
0: Car- <laughs> It's true the, the potential and I'm not scenes... saying it's
1: 2017 again but I'm just saying what has Zach Wilson ever shown you on an NFL field it's that cr- it's instills crazy, confidence in you
0: it's crazy the the nose dive that Carson went so because we've seen him do it in the NFL that's true so it's it's tempting right but I'm not
1: saying that he's gonna <laughs> bring him on a big playoff run but please just get somebody else in that <laughs> in that quarterback room
0: I I'm, I'm starting to, this I'm, is coming from a Patriots fan I know I'm, I'm getting to the point though where you know maybe it's the the Jets all line can't hold up I mean I don't know I'd, I'd have to go back and watch that game in more detail you know I saw bits and pieces but they've moved they moved Vera Tucker to right tackle they moved Becton out to, and left that's tackle. never a
1: good and sign when you're shifting you're well, shifting or your or line Vera Tucker
0: right. they thought he might be a tackle coming out
1: but no but I'm just saying even moving your right tackle to left you know it's not a
0: yeah well and Beckton's never going to stay healthy anyway right? Yeah. so yeah um Speaking of, you know, injuries and potential injuries, the Ravens had a brutal rash of injuries. And, it, I mean, I don't put too much stock in it. You know, good good on the Colts and Gardner Minshew for getting the win at um, at Baltimore, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the, overtime Ravens, victory. the Ravens had a, uh, a brutal, uh, just a medical ward of injuries here. So they had Ronnie Stanley tackle. Center, Tyler Lindebaum, I think we know on this show how important the center is, right? Uh, corner, Marlon Humphrey. Safety, Marcus Williams. And Odell, those
1: are two big pieces of their defense, too.
0: Uh, well, those are two huge pieces of their O-line, too. Wide receiver, Odell Beckham. He's a piece of shit, but he was expected to be an important part of this offense. Uh, running back Justice Hill and uh, linebacker t- edge edge player
1: Odafẹ Owe. So not to mention J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins. Year. Dobbins. And it, this has been the problem for for the Ravens for a while is they have two or three guys they like at running back, with Dobbins being the main one, and then they have you know Gus Edwards and whoever it is filling in from there. You know Justice Hill this year, but it's been other guys in the past. They had Mark Ingram last year, I think. Um, but then those guys, like the running backs specifically go down, get hurt. And then they have to rely on Lamar and his legs more. And obviously he's a huge threat with his legs, but you know, they, they brought in this new OC and they didn't want to have him rush as much. And guess what? He just, he ran for over a hundred yards and he had to do all of that to just keep them in the game against the Colts who aren't expected to do much.
0: He really, he was the whole offense. He 202 yards passing.
1: Um, he had like a 70% completion percentage yeah, he's too. Yeah, tw-
0: 22 to 31, yep. Um sacked 4 times, but yeah, 14 carries, 101, two, two touchdowns on the ground. Um he was he was basically their whole offense, but it, actually no, I lied. He did turn the ball over, he lost a fumble. But.
1: Yeah, he's he's been kind of reckless in the pocket. Just kind of not a lot of ball security right now.
0: Um but obviously that's a problem if the Ravens if the Ravens don't get healthy, um it could be the Browns could be the browns division to win uh, uh, which is a crazy thought but i uh, don't what, what are we watching here yeah the brown uh, the bengals are bengals are up 16-9 12 41 to go in the fourth so i don't know i, I still think the bengals after last year uh, by the end of the year the bengals are going to be the best team in the AFC just like they were last year and they should have been in the super bowl last year um,
1: overcoming owen and two in the afc might be might prove a little difficult yeah exactly for proceeding um. for purposes
0: and who do they yeah well and they already so they they have a tough one on a tiebreaker with the with the browns where does it go does it go to division record after head-to-head yeah so yeah um and they lost to the ravens last week
1: yeah i believe so too so much football man i
0: yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so the but hey, the Colts. Uh, I don't I don't know how long they're expecting Anthony Richardson to be out. That was concussion protocol, right? Yeah,
1: I mean that's tough too. I mean two two weeks Andrew, You know, leaving in two ga- his first two games. It's uh,
0: I think he'll be back, and I and uh, and I'm still yeah, I'm still saying rookie of the year for for Anthony Richardson. Um, another another game we got to talk about though is. The Cowboys, Cowboys. Uh, I mean, we, we we probably would have had the Cowboys at the top of our power rankings, uh, maybe maybe second or third after this week, right?
1: Yeah, with that defense,
0: and, and they go in and lose by twelve to the Cardinals, and really the Cardinals, Cardinals had to hang on at the end. It kind of felt like, okay, here come the Cowboys at right. the end, and but but they held on. They and you know I said it, man. They they playing tough on defense.
1: Yeah, it's and it's weird. I mean, I was on them week one when they when they went to uh, Washington, and then obviously last week with the Giants, they raced out to a twenty nothing lead and
0: just don't they just don't know how to win yet. Yeah, and then they found a way to win this one though against one of the best teams in the NFL. It's just, I mean, the running game. Um, I didn't think they did anything fancy, but I mean, you just gotta love. I mean, John Connor, who's like faded off into obscurity, you know, in this whole Kyler Murray mess, right? Kind
1: of fitting but with uh. You know in the desert you know kind of like a snowbird type of
0: <laughs> yeah like it like where we're running backs go to die or something yeah but no uh, you know john connor he looked good they had a they broke a big one on a handoff to uh Rondale moore which by the way pew,
1: pew. explosions
0: <laughs> i'm telling you man the cowboys have issues uh stopping the run like I mean, a lot of things had to go go wrong on that play, but I don't. I didn't really understand the scheme anyway. They have a they have a linebacker. Who's this? What's this guy's name? Um, uh,
1: Jordan Bell was it? No, uh, that's Marquise a, Bell. Jordan Bell. That's he's listed as a linebacker, warrior the, center. I,
0: like he's he's like safety slash linebacker hybrid. He's two hundred and five pounds. I didn't understand the scheme. Leighton Vander was like out on the slot receiver, and Marquise Bell is in the middle, and just gets absolutely swallowed up by a guard. It, it was just a simple simple inside zone to Rondale Moore that, that he broke for like 50 yards but um, I don't know all this talk of like the, the Cowboys defense but now I, no Trayvon Diggs I don't I don't know how much of an impact that's actually going to make but I, he, I don't think it does a, create turnovers.
1: yeah I don't think it's a huge impact more because of Gilmore like if Gilmore wasn't there I think it would be a much bigger deal but, um, you know, he's still playing really well. He was one of the highest-rated cornerbacks last year in coverage. And, I mean, it's a it's a loss. But I don't think it's something that can't be overcome.
0: Um, for what it's worth, the Cowboys had injuries on their line, too. Tyron Smith did play. But Zach Martin, quite possibly the best guard in the NFL, didn't play. He, Ty- Tyler Biadas, who I was just uh, singing his praises for his hustle play last week, he was out. Again, center being out is the – it's tough. I mean, that's like that's the guy that makes the calls and like.
1: Zach Martin got he he, he was hurt last year too, right?
0: Uh, Martin. Yeah, I think Martin's had um, some, some injury some injury issues over, but I don't think he he's missed extended time. But mm-hmm. I could be wrong about that. Um, I don't know. Basically, you know, the other thing, I, like everybody. I, I, so I posted this on our socials. I think this is so stupid. This new trend of uh, maybe it's not that new, but taking taking a still shot of a horrible play by a player and making it look 10 times worse. Like, yes, Dak Prescott's interception with just over three minutes to go, Cowboys down two touchdowns, it's third and goal. Prescott threw an interception. It was a bad play. It was. But it, it, it makes it look so much worse.
1: Yeah, it, it when you can like, yeah, when you can pinpoint when, the worst point of, <laughs> you know, you can't go through that progression. Like Yeah, Dak Prescott's not seeing it like that. He's obviously seeing the play, but... You can't pause in real life. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, that's, that's what it is. It's hitting pause and like, okay, now what do I want to do? Yeah. Like, oh, I don't want to throw there. No shit. But uh, Kazir White made a nice play. He like he he changed direction on him it, like so that it, it's a bad read. It, it was a play he didn't have to force because it's only third and goal. They have one more shot at right. it, and so you don't so you don't have to force it there. And and he did, you know. Like, but Kazir White made a nice play. He made it look like he was flashing out to the inside receiver and then and then yeah then he cut under the route it's just you know it's just one of those things where it's like it's not as bad as it looks you know what i mean so i i think people need to stop doing this uh screenshot of bad plays yeah it's a turnover in the red zone of course it's a bad play
1: yeah and it's you know it's more congested in there you can kind of put your foot down and and make a nice play and you know cover some ground and
0: Let's, let's make it clear. I'm not making any excuses for Dak either. No. He's a $40 million a year quarterback. And he had uh, be uh,
1: obviously turnover issues last year.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's just, it, it's maybe it's not playing with anticipation and everything like that. I'm just it, It's just the, this, uh, this trend of making memes out of bad plays is pretty annoying. Because, uh, yeah, I could probably be a pretty good quarterback if I was able to hit pause every play too. But, you know. <laughs> um, anyway, with that being said, we're gonna go. We're gonna move on to the first ever. We, we had a first this weekend with a, a new host or a guest host, and now we're gonna have our first ever NFL Power Rankings. We're gonna roll right through this little couple of blurbs on every team, I guess. But uh, so we're gonna start at the bottom, which I don't think is any surprise. Number thirty-two. Chicago Bears.
1: Chicago Bears. Yeah. I mean, we just mentioned it. Just total dysfunction. Uh I think that's really all all, all that needs to be said. I well, mean, they're just, just a shit show.
0: Yeah. I mean, shit show and going back to what I said to the you know to Jake and Tim when they were on I was like this is this is a week where like nobody gets any sleep. Like the coaches the coaching staffs just not going to sleep and they're going to come up they with They didn't a get any sleep because didn't. they
2: were getting raided.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess man. It just it just felt like one of those games to me was like Nah, Justin Fields is going to come out and he's going to run for a hundred yards. And, uh, you know, and none of that stuff happened. <laughs> like they didn't have their best plays, you know, on third down, if those are their best plays, Jesus Christ. Um, it, it's, it's just, it is, it's a mess. And I can't, I can't see it getting any better. If it, like, if they didn't, if they didn't come out of that week with some sort of, you know, I don't know, a renewed sense of like, like us against the world, that kind of shit. They, they, they just didn't.
1: No, they're already looking forward to that number one pick, I think, yeah, at this point.
0: And Justin Fields is probably looking forward to a fresh start with the shit, man. Maybe they should trade him to the Jets right now. I don't know. Like, I wonder what would happen. Right?
1: That would I would, I would, I would kind of like that. Um, we got Panthers next at 31, uh, you know, talking about number one picks. Bryce Young obviously didn't play last, last week, but Andy Dalton in the game. Yeah. yeah, just not showing a lot right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I don't think there was really high expectations. Uh, this is kind of probably where people thought they would be at this point in the season.
0: I mean, maybe not fair to do it to uh, to Bryce Young, but already, yeah, se- yeah, that's not that's the first that's, overall pick.
1: Right, right. I mean, we, we all know again the dysfunction, and you know when you're when you're picking that high, it it takes a little bit to uh, to overcome those things. Yeah.
0: Uh, anyway. Yeah, I guess we got to rat- rattle these off a little quicker, right? Yeah. Vikings, Kirk Cousins, I'm not a fan. Um not much more needs to be said there.
1: Yeah, then we got the Titans. Um just an embarrassing loss to the to the Browns and we're not doing this off of one one game, but they just really haven't shown anything offensively this year.
0: Just a quick note, did you see the one uh, Amari Cooper's no catch on the sideline that was pretty obviously a catch and the ref is staring. Right yeah. At his feet. It's
1: terrible. Like, dude, terrible. It's
0: not even close. Like what? Like that's the kind of like refs should get fined for stuff like
1: that. Yeah, they should.
0: Like, that's brutal anyway, but it didn't matter. The Browns pounded him. Um, actually, like there was that. And then there was Deshaun Watson with his backwards. Pass. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Like trying to throw out a pressure <laughs> and didn't know what, what he was, direction all, he was facing. he was dizzy. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, didn't matter. 27 to three. That's how bad the Titans are. So that's why they're there. Uh, Raiders, I mean just on coaching alone, we're going to put them at 28. Josh yeah. McDaniels,
1: what are you doing? He did the Matt LaFleur. He, uh, he, he he did the Matt LaFleur play. They had a field goal like a minute prior and uh they they got called for the Steelers got called for uh I think it was roughing the snapper, right? And uh so they got a first down in the red zone and then 2:25 left, fourth and goal from the now, eight.
0: Not only that. I thought the roughing so Okay, he, he kind of tried to launch on the snapper. That one was a little bit understandable. But in order to keep the Raiders drive going when it was 23 to 7, Mika Fitzpatrick got called for one of the most ridiculous roughing the passers I've ever seen. He didn't fall on him. He basically just collided with him, and there was it was so bad that, what's his name, uh, one of the ref officials, McCauley, McCauley mm-hmm. even said, like, yeah, there's contact, but when have you ever heard that? When have you ever heard that on a roughing the passer where, yeah. where the like like the, these officiating guys like are actually coming out and, and calling out bad officiating? Yeah, it's holy crazy. shit. That that's bad when when he
1: got his he got his revenge. He got the uh game ceiling interception, I guess you can call it. I mean they, they it was a long shot obviously yeah. for them to come back, but
0: Garoppolo was bad, McDaniels was bad, the Raiders are bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not turning around there.
1: And the aforementioned Broncos, not good either. We, they come in at uh twenty seven on our rankings. No so need to beat that one today. Yeah, then we got the Cardinals twenty six, Saints twenty five, uh Colts twenty four. I mean any, anything from that kind of middle group there that
0: uh, no, I mean, I think the arrow's pointing up on the Cardinals. Dobbs, man, 17 to 21. Like, uh, this is what happens when you don't ask your quarterback to do too much, m- do more than he's capable of. Man's
1: a rocket Card- scientist. It's like, uh, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Dude, I
0: I, I kind of just – I like Josh Dobbs, and I'm rooting for him. And it's cool I mean?
1: that they're at 26 because they were supposed to be 32 at this point in the year, too, so yeah. good for them.
0: Well, I made it – see, I'm a meme smith. I, I, I'm going to start putting that on my resume because <laughs> – see, you need to see Major League because you don't understand that meme, but – Someday, um, one day, Jets have plummeted all the way to number twenty three.
2: Zach it's, Wilson effect.
0: It's, I mean, I'm I'm surprised I, at this point. It's like do something at quarterback.
1: I mean, yeah. who's that's what I'm saying, well, dude. The, so
0: Mike White's out. Who who is even the backup in New York
1: now? Uh, it's, hang on, I'll look it up. I, I I've heard the name. It it's like a career backup that doesn't well, even get into games. Well, yeah, obviously. But. Um, I'm mad at myself. Tim Boyle. Is that it? Uh, maybe.
2: Hang on.
0: Keep talking.
1: Yeah, so uh, we'll 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 go down to twenty. So twenty-two, we got Jaguars, twenty-one Texans, twentieth Patriots. Uh, out of those, I think the biggest disappointment is obviously the Jaguars. People are talking about AFC Championship game kind of contenders for them, big big next step. But uh, Doug Peterson, there's like rumblings that he's not calling the plays. Which uh, seems weird to me. Well,
0: oh, I didn't hear that part. That's uh, that's interesting. They also gave up uh 85-yard kick return to a fullback. That was who's, awesome. Who's got some wheels? Don't got, get me wrong. And he
1: but. he evaded three people yeah. from like the 50 on. Yeah. That. Uh, anyway, who who is the Jets? Uh, you were right. It's Tim Boyle. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: um, so just a guy. Uh, yeah. So g- Jets, go out, go out and get somebody. I mean, like at this point. Like Robert
1: S- Salah was was saying, you know, you know, he's saying Zach Wilson's praises, and he's he's took uh took the foot off the pedal a little bit in the last couple of days. I think in his uh, presser today, he said that's a uh who's there, whoever their general manager. He's like that's a general manager question about uh, Ooh, that, yeah. So, pa- so passing the buck, then. yeah. Um, because maybe. I think I think yesterday he said you know Zach gives us the best opportunity to win with the quarterbacks in in our room right now is what he said so he he kind of put it you know put off the pedal a little bit and then today he really took it off it seems like
0: I say sign somebody bring in a Wentz bring in a anybody I mean I'm I'm still saying Colt McCoy
1: no yeah that's an upgrade
0: um um, if McCoy if McCoy is out there and wants to do it but so bring in one of those guys, that, but give Wilson one more start because let's say, okay, it's the Patriots. It's Bill Belichick. He destroys young quarterbacks, right? It's a weather game. So maybe, maybe you make an excuse for Wilson one more time, right?
1: Yeah, it's just like, I'm, again, I'm, I'm done doing that with Wilson. I'm yeah, done doing no, it with enough. the Broncos.
0: Um, yeah, no, fair on both counts. Um, all right. So yeah, uh, Jaguars, though, like, I mean, actually have looked you know, had looked good on defense. I mean, what they were doing to the, to the chiefs, you know, that's not, that's not just the chiefs being out of sync. It was Jaguars playing good defense and they were for the, you know, for most of that game against the chiefs, really all of it. They only gave up 17 points. Um, I don't know what the hell happened against the Texans. So like the Jaguars are a team to watch for sure. But the aforementioned Texans CJ Stroud, like, I mean, he's, he's creating second guesses. I need, I need to watch one of his games more closely to see, you know, what it is they're doing for but the arrow's pointing up man. I mean he already um, has
1: more three hundred yard passing games than Justin Fields in the NFL. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, what that was the other stat. Justin Fields has four games where he hasn't thrown for a hundred yards. That's tough to do in today's NFL.
1: I think he this last game is probably one of them,
0: maybe. Um,
1: uh but if not, I like yeah, like last year his his like passing yards, like prop bets for a game would usually be like they'd fall like somewhere between like one fourteen and one thirty seven.
0: The so anyway, but on Stroud though, um, Stroud Anderson, I like I like the Michael Ryan's. I, I mean, I feel like the arrows pointing up for this team. Yeah, and no, it's
1: like, it's a good culture. It it's seems kinda like. like
0: it's honestly it's a it's a long shot bet right now for the playoffs. Like it, like I, I mean
1: that division anybody? Yeah,
0: yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, I, I, even better for the division, right? Um, Patriots. You know the.
1: You just kind of said it. Weather game, you know, Jets, yeah, young QB. Well, and
0: sometimes you get a win ugly, and yeah, I mean they, they lost
1: somewhat ugly the first two weeks. You know they kept them both close, and I mean that defense. I mean Matthew Judon is just insane. Uh, I am nervous. Like secondary injuries are starting to pile up a little bit. Uh, but I, I, I was talking to you. Their offense doesn't really seem too in sync. Max Max not playing bad, but the only time they really feel like in sync to me is is in the two minute drill I think they do need to play with a little more pace but hopefully they figure that out
0: yeah I would I'd, I'd like to see the Patriots do a little bit more tempo and I mean yeah Jones seems comfortable there and has a lot of success there so why not um Packers Jordan Love hasn't like I mean he he seems to be playing well in the red zone you know like I mean he hasn't really lit up the stat sheet um other than you know throwing a lot of touchdowns but I mean so like I think they're, it's a little premature to be like, oh, the Packers found another guy. Like, they really just handed it off to the next guy. It's a little earlier for that. Yeah,
1: I was hearing some of that, and I was like, okay, like, yeah, good game, but like, let's, let's, let's show down, a little right? bit. Yeah. Uh, and then we got Commanders coming in at 18. Another one of those teams that's just like, who are they? They they put up 35 in week two, and then they get three points, I think. Uh, 13. 13 30, 30 against the Bills. 13 against the Bills. Okay, yeah. yeah so um,
0: M- a little bit more of what we expected against the Bills. Right, right. right. Uh, so yeah, so middle of the pack is kind of where they belong. Um, Giants, even though they're one and two <laughs> on the on the back of, you know, playing two of the better teams. And honestly, like, yeah, they lost 30 to 12 of the 49ers. It looks bad on the scoreboard. That game was actually pretty evenly matched until the second half. Yeah. Um, this is one of those games where I'm telling you, Mike, like like the running game just wore them down. Um, you know, one of those guys I've been watching too, Evan Neal, like Dude, he's on the ground all the time. It's like he's such a—he's so big. I don't know. Maybe they need to move him inside. But he's also—he doesn't seem like a tenacious run blocker. This guy might just be a bust. I and don't then know.
1: Thibodeau on the other side, not great either.
0: No, I, I was not impressed by Thibodeau. He's not an effort player. He's—he's he's not one of those guys that's going to fight. And that's kind of
1: why he dropped in the in the uh, draft a little bit. Like it's the like, question, does he do they like like love the game?
0: Yeah, exactly. And and he had all these things to say about. It I was like, well, it looks like it was a valid question, right? Um.
1: Chargers come in at uh, 16 right in the middle. I think that's uh, (laughs) that's very on brand for the Chargers. Uh, Mike Williams just got lost for the year. Keenan Allen had an insane game, 18 receptions, I believe, 205 yards, and he threw for a touchdown to Mike Williams. Uh, But, you know, they're just – they could easily be a playoff team. They could easily find themselves week 18 – somehow not making it because they find ways to lose games.
0: Yeah, I could. I mean, they're middle of the pack in the power rankings. I could see them being nine and eight at the end of the season. I mean, who the hell are they, right? Uh, Falcons, I think the run, run, run punt. It did, finally didn't pay off against the Lions. Uh, as much as I, as I wanted to pan out, you still need a, a capable quarterback, and the, they obviously just couldn't get anything going offensively against the Lions. Uh, Seahawks? You know, start starting to round back into form after that abysmal second half against the Rams. And speaking of the Rams, we got them at thirteen. Looks like they're they'll down. probably
1: lose this game.
0: Yeah, they're down ten to the Bengals. So even though at one and two, um, they've definitely been better than we expected. Uh, yeah,
1: and they get Cooper Cup back soon. I mean, uh, you know, good wide receiver room. Defense has played well. I mean, they have Aaron Donald. So yep,
0: could be a playoff team. I mean considering I was talking about like trade Aaron Donald and trade Cooper cup three weeks ago, or at least consider it. Um, good for them.
1: And then we got the Bengals, uh, at 12. Uh, they don't have a win as of, as of the present moment. Um, hope they probably will by the time you listen to this, but, uh, I think, you know, Tori and I have both said it. We're not, we're not afraid of, oh, and two Bengals. We've seen this story before and their talent is just insane. What I am nervous about. I don't think Joe Burrow should have played tonight. Um, especially after what we saw happen to Rodgers like week one
0: yeah I, I thought after after what happened to Rodgers I really thought we were going to see him sit but um nope so he's he's still out there who knows I mean even uh even Chase said he didn't want him to yeah, play yeah right? which is so.
1: crazy and then uh and then the Bucks come in just outside the top 10 at 11 uh, got beat up by the Eagles but they're not going to be the only team the NFL to get beat up by the Eagles this year.
0: No, I don't think so. That the Eagles' defense, defensive line, you know, perennially good. I hope the Eagles always maintain that identity of just having a nasty D line and yeah. A, Baker a didn't look great
1: tonight, but I mean, he was under pressure a lot and he, he had a bad interception. But uh, you know, you've you've talked about being high on Baker, and you know, I I th- I think he's pretty good too.
0: I yeah, I I still i still believe in him i, I just uh, you know every once in a while too many mistakes you know like almost like too overconfident sometimes but i mean you'll take that over the guy that like won't take any shots right
1: zach wilson yeah <laughs> yeah will.
0: yeah exactly check down charlies yeah so um anyway uh lions at 10 uh, like i love Good it for them it's like yeah exactly and i, I think that's right where they belong actually I, I don't know maybe even above the steelers but steelers at nine That
1: defense is just really good.
0: Ravens, it's it's health dependent. Yeah, I mean, but we got them at eight. It's just yeah, it's uh, it's AFC North here because it goes Steelers, Ravens, Browns. We got the Browns at seven. I mean, after a impressive win over the Titans. I mean, twenty seven three over anyone's an impressive win. Yeah,
1: you're a little higher on the Browns than I am, but that's okay.
0: Um, you know, as much as I again, I hate to admit it, like. You can replace Nick Chubb's production with a few running backs for the most part, and I I don't like that. It's it's not the I don't know. It's not the take that I want to have. It's just it is what it is. Yeah.
1: Then we got the Bills just outside the top five, coming in at six. Uh, you know, strong win against the Commanders this week. Uh, that'll be a fun game. Uh, this I think it's a Monday night game. Bills Bills Dolphins. So the, uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's a standalone game. I, so I, I think it's either Sunday or Monday. Uh, looking forward to that one. I think it's in Buffalo. Uh, and then Cowboys coming in at five, they probably should be, you know, like like you were saying, two, three, even one. But uh, they they lost to a Arizona team that was projected to be the first overall pick next year. So yeah.
0: so uh, it, yeah, so Cowboys at five for now, but could easily move back up. Then you got Chiefs and Eagles. Uh, that's you know, <laughs> going back to. The Super Bowl, I still think the Eagles, uh, because I think the Chiefs have problems on their offensive line. I don't have, I like, I like their interior offensive line with Humphrey, Tooney, Smith, Um, their tackles. Jawan Taylor is just not very good. And he had two more legal formation penalties, one that took a touchdown off the board that obviously didn't matter. Um, But, man, I mean, at least he cares enough to cheat, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Like, I don't know, but he and Donovan Smith our liabilities at tackle there. hey you got lane
1: johnson was doing that tonight too yeah,
0: yeah lane johnson's a cheater too he is um well no he was leaving early uh, yeah yeah um, he wasn't
1: lining up which is, he was he was off a little bit but not which, nearly what juan
0: taylor's doing too <laughs> juan <Juwan> taylor <laughs> does double both. dipping yeah exactly um yeah because he's just not very good uh, <laughs> dude i'm telling you the jaguars game it had me it had me going back to coaching middle school football because he like he like you know went back in his pass set and then there was just nobody in front of him there's nobody within like 10 yards of him i'll show you it's ridiculous and then they're like but he's just like like standing there like
1: where is everybody
0: yeah well no and and like instead of like going to help in pass protection by the way Mahomes got whacked on that way it, like instead of like looking for somebody to block he's just like i did my job coach i'm here it's, like, it was like coaching middle schoolers because they take everything so literally you just go you just go like stand here and get in the way yeah. you know what i mean and it was like it was like watching a middle schooler. I don't know. Um, it was wild, but
1: so yeah, Chiefs four, Eagles three. Um, Eagles strong, strong win. Uh, we got the Dolphins in at two. I I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that have the Dolphins at one after last week, and I can't can't hate on that. <laughs> yeah. it's
2: one and
0: one a one a one a one b with Dolphins and Forty ers But the Forty ers I'm telling you, I don't think the Giants are a bad football team, and they got Dexter Lawrence in the middle. Um, Giants have a uh, who's the who's the middle linebacker Micah um, McPherson or I, I can't remember Giants middle linebacker is a baller though and I'm telling you and the and the Niners just kept coming at him and just wore them down
1: yeah
0: um, the Giants were game for for better part of that first half though and so I don't know I, I think the 49ers style will beat up the Dolphins a little bit and I think that they're gonna they they'll be able to handle them off uh, handle the Dolphins' offense to a certain degree. I don't I don't think you can completely contain them. Yeah, um, it's
1: it's kind of like I mean, so the Patriots did the best job of that with what they had three safeties the entire game just kind of hanging I, back. And then if you do that, like they can just you know it was 25-20, but the Dolphins were in control of that game. They're just dinking and dunking you know like you, th- th- if you give them 14 yards they'll take 14 yards versus
0: oh yeah exactly and I mean like and obviously run after the catch they have yeah. they have the guys that can they can tear it up like that I mean Achan A-A-Chan, whatever he's not going to get but it,
1: that's what makes a- it so interesting because so do the 49ers right like McCaffrey and Debo and I use not as much McCaffrey. after the catch but
0: yeah, McCaffrey doesn't get the credit for being a power runner
1: too. He is, like, yeah, he's like powerful. Like, yeah, it's not like he's running you know stretches and and outside zones every like he'll go right up the middle. Yeah,
0: it. exactly. So and it's not like he's the only guy either. So I think it's going to come down to the Forty ers pass rush, which is why the Eagles could be a team that could actually I think hang with the Dolphins too. Yeah. Um. But man, uh, McDaniel McDaniel does a good job uh, scheming it up too. I mean. like no look shovel passes and stuff that i mean it's, yeah, just, two or th- through it's fun to watch
1: Tua threw through two touchdowns with his right hand and he's a left-handed quarterback yeah. so that's just that tells you everything you need to know right there
0: so i don't know a lot of stuff on film for people to think about with the dolphins but um i don't know i mean we'll see but right now the top spot goes to the 49ers just because i guess we're giving them the bonus for being uh obviously a little bit tougher but again i give credit to the dolphins most are like he runs the ball inside those, I mean, I think those are the two clearly best teams in the NFL. Yeah, the t- Two only teams that are hitting on all cylinders right now. Eagles have some issues on offense. Chiefs, looks like they found it, but they found it against the Bears. So right. You know, what so does that did mean? Did they actually find yeah, it? Yeah. So let's see, right? Um, I don't know. So that's our power rankings. 49ers take the top spot this week. Uh, maybe we'll re- revisit that in a few weeks. But three weeks is enough time for a little bit of an evaluation. Just to, just to sum up the NFL, by the way. We're watching a bunch of rock fights. And yeah,
1: nineteen to nine. I mean,
0: honestly, I love it. I mean, the Eagles game was low scoring for most of it. I mean, twenty five to eleven, still not high scoring, but
1: No, not at all.
0: Um like I love it. I loved watching the Dolphins put up seventy, but honestly, most of these games were pretty low scoring. Um
1: Yeah, I mean, uh underbetters are are having a good time right now. Forty five and a half was the line for this game, and it's definitely gonna go under that.
0: Just a lot, of, uh, a lot of defense and a lot of teams turning back to running games and a lot of teams realizing that they don't have Patrick Mahomes, so maybe they shouldn't give their quarterback Patrick Mahomes money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, again, Brock Purdy, you don't need to give him $45 million. Like, can you go out? Is it hard to find a game manager? Yeah, but it, it would be a mistake to pay him that and not be able to sign Nick Bosa and Christian McCaffrey and your top wide receiver. And You know, like, that's a mistake. If you have Patrick Mahomes giving Patrick Mahomes money, absolutely. But yeah. it's like, as much as I don't like, you know, his personality, he's the best. Like, I don't like. Again, that was my takeaway also from the Bears game, is good God, man. Like, it was all three man and four man rush against him. I think they sent pressure once, and it's like I would. I don't care what the numbers are, and I know the numbers are bad. The numbers are bad no matter what you do against Mahomes, right? But the numbers him, are
1: bad no matter what you do if you're the Chicago Bears, yeah.
0: A, yeah, well, the numbers are bad no matter what you in, – do. In, yeah. like, I mean, no, I get no what you're saying, though. Again, the Eagles playing on a, uh, a representative NFL field, I think actually get some pressure on Mahomes with four last year. Again, not, not an excuse for losing the game. I'm just saying conditions had something to do with it, just like if it was a rainy day or something like that. So, anyway um, – but yeah, I would I would blitz Mahomes more. I would I would blitz Mahomes almost every play, like whatever, because if you like Kelsey and he, and the rest of those receivers are going to get better as the season goes along, they're going to find open space even if you drop seven or eight. They're always going to find open space, and he's always going to find them because he never looks at the rush. He's always looking downfield.
1: Yeah, he's got a great presence in the he's pocket. He's so yeah.
0: fucking good at it. And so like, so I would and he'll
1: run up to the line of scrimmage and then force you to come up and then he but he won't cross it like yeah i saw him do that two he's, or three times he's a master at all of it yeah
0: and so it's just and you know what i would do the funny thing is is i would defend him the way spagnolo defends a lot of quarterbacks i would blitz with defensive backs a lot yeah you know what i mean if i had a jamal a we- I,
1: weak side corner type of yeah, yeah
0: you know what i mean guys that are athletic enough to run them down and and make a tackle and we you gonna say jamal and, adams like, that, like if yeah. i had a jamal adams blitzing type like yeah, yeah something you know what i mean so Somebody like that. I mean, obviously a uh, a Micah Parsons can kind of can mess with him. I think you know, like man, yeah, do they? No, they don't play, do they?
1: I don't think so. I
0: don't. know. Maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe like a a Will Anderson getting after him though. Like you just you need athletic pass rushers and and the and yeah,
1: Miles and, Garrett. You see what he was doing this week? He was
0: yeah, the Titans tight ends <laughs> followed him. Uh, it's, <laughs> that's that's kind of embarrassing.
1: He's been uh, he's just been messing with old linemen all all season with between the crossover and that now, like he's just having a time of his life,
0: having a good time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, I like it because it's, you're not, it's almost, you know, you, we have positionless basketball. Like now we have like positionless make football, defense right? fun like, again. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I guess, man, whatever, whatever works, whatever works. Um, Hey, we're talking about it. Uh, so speaking of blind play though, I mean, we, we said this from the beginning, it like, I, I might have gotten on the Colorado bandwagon a little late. I'm not jumping off the Colorado bandwagon. I love Dion. I like what he's doing there. I'm here. Um, that being said, we said this from the beginning, and I I told you this even after the TCU game. It was like he maybe Dion doesn't know O line and D line as well as he knows the skill positions. And I mean, Oregon very clearly showed that that was the case.
1: Yeah, so, it just wasn't wasn't pretty.
0: Uh, how many times did Shador get sacked in that game? I mean, he just had no time. Yeah. I mean, Shador's passing stats, like at least efficiency wise, weren't that bad. Right. He, he, yeah. I, hang on. I'll pull it up. Talk for a second.
1: Yeah. I mean, 42 to 6. What was the, it was the spread? Was 24, 20, I think. 21. 21. Um, I mean, it'll be interesting next week because that's exactly what the spread is for USC. Uh. I, I don't know if that game's in Boulder or if it's in the that, Coliseum. At, at Colorado, yeah okay cool um but yeah man i mean th- we'll see that's uh 21 and a half's a lot uh, for usc to you know they were they were flirting with arizona state was flirting with a win on like their third string quarterback ended up being a two-score game at the end but asu was right in there i'm not sold on on usc um i, I think colorado gives it a game at the very least
0: I'm, looking, I'm also looking up uh, Bo Nix. How old is Bo Nix? Hey,
1: Bo Nix played against uh, Justin Herbert in college.
0: Well, no, and he he literally replaced Cam Newton at Auburn, right? Is it didn't he take over the next year?
1: No, it had to be after that. I think it was a few years after that because Cam Newton was like t- 2014, right? I don't know. I can't remember. Times a blur, but no, uh, he has. I think he's. I think he might be older than Justin Herbert. And Justin Herbert's been in the NFL for four years.
0: Um, but anyway, so oh, I just pulled it up. <laughs> oh yeah, so I was talking about Shador though, right? So I mean, like you know, he was getting this NFL buzz, even though Dion said he's not going to the NFL yet because he's because he just said because I said so. <laughs> um, but Shador was twenty three of thirty three, one fifty nine, in a touchdown. So obviously, uh, maybe efficiency isn't the word, but he just had no time. Yeah, and um so maybe that whole i mean did, did uh did dion actually sign off on that with saying warren sap was gonna come be no i think that's just Eli a warren sap thing this war just warren sap just said that's that's what i'm doing and yeah uh,
1: it's it's interesting because there's other guys that have tried that there's other programs that have tried that i guess i should say ooh, rams are gonna make it a little interesting year they scored a touchdown with 103 left Yeah. um onside kicker get, gonna come soon but um anyway like arizona state tried that with with herm herm got a bunch of n f l like veteran guys in his coaches and and that didn't work um other programs have tried it It's kind of like a mixed bag of if it actually works or not i mean you have to be a good coach at the end of the day too It's not just the well, fact that you're s a successful player like a lot that,
0: of times being that's why I kind of Dion's kind of amazing uh, well you know i don't know what he is tactically as a coach right we know he's a great recruiter, a great motivator right. Like, I don't know if Dion's actually a great technical coach, technique coach, you sure. know what I mean? But because a lot of times the best guys aren't good coaches because it just comes so easy to them, they don't know how the hell to explain it. They don't know how to, uh, how to, right?
1: And and that brings me to Nick Saban because Nick Saban talks all the time about, uh you know, I think he was a quarterback in high school and then he was too short. I think he played at Kent State, you know, he played some low, low level D1, and the, he switched to DBs like he switched to be, to be a d- defensive back and he had never played defense before. And uh, you talk to people in, you know, Alabama or at LSU before or in the NFL before that um, uh, like who are around Nick Saban, they talk about how good of a coach he is defensively because he had to learn like he learned on the fly and yeah, he, he didn't have the natural talent and just, yeah, he's going to be a first round pick and he like, he loves coaching dbs and yeah we don't know if dion is that i mean you would think that he would be but um uh, yeah that people talk about dion going to the nfl already i, I don't see that I, I think he is great where he's at oh yeah I think, like you just said it, he's a great recruiter why
0: i think, th- I think why not
1: have that advantage
0: regardless of if if he can explain every last thing about playing corner, his biggest strength is being a recruiter. So yeah, like exactly. What, so, um, and in the NFL, it just matters about. I mean, maybe D one football would be like that too, where it's just who can pay the most. But that, I mean, that's NFL, right? Because you have a short window. True. Um, I don't know. So you know, coming back to just the line play though, I do I think Dion is smart enough to know the the whole jason whitlock thing with like there was a a thing where he like didn't know his center's name or at least that's the way whitlock made it look i'm not convinced for based on the interview that
1: he it was right after the game you know it was Colorado it was a colorado state game too so we're a little late on this um oh this is after the Colorado yeah state yeah game. but
0: yeah whatever man i um,
1: but still you know that, that was a tough you know double overtime you know
0: yeah um yeah and i'm not I'm not convinced that he doesn't know the name of his center, but do I think Dion knows the ins and outs of line play? Do I think Dion probably needs to find some people that that understand it better? Yeah, probably. Um, it's also just the hardest spot. Like it's the hardest spots to fill out in a program anyway. We've talked about this before. Like all the all the big time programs already have those guys. Yeah, and they and they usually have them too deep. You know, Dion so, said
1: he's got some comedy. You know, at the Colorado State game. He was like, "Yeah, I got a couple, f- you know, five stars <laughs> here today." Yeah, uh, he already
0: acknowledged that, like he knows that this is the problem. Yeah, right? so that's so, that's a
1: good that's a good sign.
0: Um, I was a little surprised that they didn't scheme up for it better, because I feel like they had to have known going in that it was a weakness of their team, right? And I just didn't see a lot of quick game. I didn't see, you know, again scheming up the a little bit of a running game to slow down the pass rush, things like that. Um, I, I would have liked to see a little bit more out of that, of that, out of Colorado. But hey, you know, like Dion has been genuine all along and said, "Hey, this is all new to me." I'm st-
1: and like- genuine's the perfect word because that's what I was just about to bring up. The contrast between him after the game—that's an old fashioned, old fashioned butt whooping right there. You know, he did not run from it. And then you go to the, you know, the other prominent coach in his state and Sean Payton, like we we talked about before, and you know, screaming at reporters. It just it tells you a lot about you know their character and again who do you want to play for you know they're like hey i'm not gonna make an excuse you know we got our we got our ass kicked and we're gonna be better you know that's that's just the bottom line and you know we'll, we're on to usc now
0: as and that all that being said i just i don't understand the hate for for dion and the colorado program like yeah some kids came out and they scuffed up the O for Oregon. Like, whatever, man. What? Like they, Yeah, they get themselves motivated and everything like that. I, I don't really care about bluster between teams. Dan Lanning saying what he said before the game. I, I thought some of it was kind of ironic. But um, but I, I don't care about whatever a coach does to get their team motivated to play.
1: Yeah, I, you know I, I would mean? care if Dan like, Lanning did that on Thursday or did that on Friday. And because we have said multiple times, you don't need to give Dion bulletin board material but if you do he'll use it um but there
0: was but there's just so much out there it's so divisive out there in the media and i don't understand what like where the hate for dion actually comes from even from coming from a guy like me that's like respect the game and everything like that yeah like like,
1: i feel like you would be the person that is like i'm I'm not liking what's going on here with the flash and you know
0: i don't care about that that's fine like as long as just just produce and and play the game the right way and play tough and i mean you tell like you're not going to tell me that there's not toughness in that program that they like these guys want to play travis hunter yeah he came back saying he he, he wants to play this week yeah Yeah. and travis hunter's telling him he wants to play this week like, i mean it's crazy so like i i just i like what he's building there I, again it's it's genuine we, we talked about it, jake and tim we talked about it. i got their perspective because they're real young guys i mean basically the the age of the guys that are, right. that are playing for him you know and they kind of surprised me with a lot of their old man quote unquote old man takes you know like like no soft you know these guys are fucking soft you know but like <laughs> but then when it came to colorado they agree with me like i you know we're all on board with Dion. so i don't understand where the hate comes from I don't feel like he's been disrespectful to anybody, disrespectful to the game. Like, I I don't, I just don't understand it. So like, if you want
1: to, if you want to
0: find something,
1: he's a disruptor. And uh, I think it's just, well,
0: yeah, well, that's the thing, right? He's, and I think there's a lot of coaches that know that they can't compete with it. And so they got to knock it down instead of just saying, right. And instead of just saying, Hey man, you want to go play for Dion, you know, flashy, all that stuff. Or do you want to come play for me? And I, I, like be yourself you know what i mean instead of ryan day who i who i think is a great football coach right you know what i mean But (laughs) after the game i felt like this is like there's some of these coaches are almost responding to what dion does and like so like after the notre dame game he has this like this emotional reaction to lou holtz
1: yeah i i I got you in on this so it was for those that are unfamiliar it was Lou holtz, who's eighty six I think um he was being interviewed on the Pat McAfee show and he was being interviewed by Ty Schmidt, who does a Le- Lou holtz impression and he was uh, he was like an old man face like, like
0: <laughs> two two shout outs for uh for Pat McAfee show because because this guy is good.
1: you've gotta listen to that if you haven't heard him impersonate Lou holtz, it's hilarious
0: and I didn't even realize. What Ryan Day was pissed about was, that what's his name, interviewing Lou? Uh,
1: Ty Schmidt, I believe, is the one doing it. So
0: Ty Schmidt, as Lou Holtz, interviewing Lou Holtz. And I don't even know if Lou Holtz knows what the fuck is going on. Yeah, I do feel kind of bad. I don't think he does. uh, Oh, God. (laughs) I don't know how
1: ESPN let that get on.
0: And then, uh, yeah, ESPN, like, is fun all of a sudden, even though most of the time not, whatever. Um,
1: But, yeah, so Lou Holtz, in in that interview, the real Lou Holtz, he says, um, you know, I thought he brought up a decent point. You know, he's eighty-six. He, he seems a little crisp for you know a little sharp. Oh, he's for, still cogent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, he said, you know, you know, you've lost to Clemson. You've lost Clemson, I think, is a little bit of the exception. Um, but you lost to Alabama, you lost to Michigan twice. What's what do you see with these teams that, you know, Ohio State has lost to? You see physicality. I don't think you really necessarily see that as much with the teams that, you know, Clemson the teams where Clemson beat Ohio State but you definitely see that with Alabama, right? You you do see that with Michigan as well. for if for no other reason the fact that it's a you know the biggest rivalry in college football and maybe yeah, yeah, one of the but, biggest rivalries, rivalries in sports in general. Um and I mean yeah, I mean Notre Dame has has the line, right? You talked about the two tackles that could be first-round picks, and they got a good running back, and they have a solid defense. So I don't like think what he good running backs. <laughs> yeah, I don't think what he said was you know that egregious, but Ryan Day definitely took exception to it. Uh, I think he was talking to the Ohio State fans when when he did. it. I don't think he he was using Lou Holtz as like a vehicle to get his message across.
0: Well, that's what I mean though. But uh, so taking it back to Dion, right? Because and I get it; people are tired of hearing Dion's changed changed all of college football, but he has. Yeah. So, like, and, and and maybe not even a lasting change, but he's, la- he's definitely changed it in the short term, right? And I feel like other college coaches might be panicking because they feel like they have to keep up with that. So, I feel like Ryan Day had this, like, emotional rallying cry. And then after the game, after he beat Notre Dame, <laughs> he then, and then he does... I, I don't know what it was, but like I watched it, and he he reminded me of Burt Kreischer. I'm the machine, like, I, but it like it was actually when his when his uh, when his voice went kind of high pitched. I mean, obviously he's lost his voice at the end of the game yeah. and everything like that. But he like kind of looks like and kind of sounds like Burt Kreischer. If you, so this is the, this is the if if you're listening in the the on field interview immediately post game, like yeah. he sounds like Burt Kreischer to me.
1: So my counterpoint to that is Ohio State like fans. If, if Ryan Day loses, if Ohio State loses to Michigan, he's probably out of a job, even if they go to the playoffs, because that's how insane Ohio State fandom is. Like, they you cannot lose to Michigan three years in a row. It just does not happen, and you will lose your job over that. And he hears the noise, so he, he saw an opportunity to talk to, you know, the people of Ohio through Lou Holtz and, you know— <laughs> Don't have to be so mean and <laughs> ask where Lou Holtz is at ten thirty at night. I think we all know where he is. He's been to bed for yeah, he's, he's <laughs> seven been hours. hours.
0: Yeah. but you know, it, it just kind of occurred to me. Do you think the transfer portal does it help or hurt coaches' job security now?
1: I mean, it all depends. I think it can definitely I think it probably helps in, in the long run. If you lose, I mean. Ryan Day lost Quinn Ewers, right? Like Texas quarterback, um, but you know they got a good one right now. Um, if you're losing guys left and right, you know then that obviously raises a red flag. But it, well, what it I guess, what it's I a mean glimmer, what it's a glimmer of hope, right? If you have a bad year and I'm just going to attack the transfer portal and have all these guys. And uh,
0: I guess what I meant was like, do you think it's more likely? So if you fire Ryan Day now, you're likely to lose a lot of guys, right? So what I so I guess what I what I Okay, is
1: so like, like I I see what you're saying. You you get an offense say you get an offensive guru from name your school, say Oregon, right? And you bring them in and so you're going to get some of the Oregon guys and you're going to you know, other guys that are going to want to play for his scheme type of thing. Um I think it magnifies it a little bit. I think there's been some of that going on forever, right? But um it's a lot easier to bring your guys with you now.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's above board now. Yeah. Um but yeah. Just uh, just another interesting element to it, right? For sure. Um, uh, by the way, though, just so you know the weird beef with Lou Holtz aside. <laughs> congratulations to Ohio State. I mean, I mean that again. We talk about these low-scoring, hard-fought games, and that was just a good football
2: game. Like yeah. that's
0: that's not bad offense. McCord's playing well. I mean, I even um uh Sam uh, Hartman Hartman. You know, Hart, you know Hartman looked good. Um, you know, not not huge production but that but that's the kind of football game it was right um i don't know man D- just Like, like big, com- big defensive stops it, it comes like, down a, to the
1: last second yeah you I, know?
0: Mean, I mean that's a classic right so um of course the way it ended for the for notre dame 10 men on the field for for two
1: straight plays two two plays in a row do you take a penalty at that point I, because it's at like the one i mean i know every inch counts but
0: I mean, I think it was more like the two or the three, but was it? Um, I kind of feel like I would, right? Like, like ten men on the field.
1: <sighs> That's a.
0: I mean, how much time was left on the clock when the, with with the second play? Like he said, he wasn't a, was he? He wasn't aware on the the first play with ten men on the field, right? But then he was aware of it on the second play and just it let just it chose
1: ride. not to. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I mean, tough call, but also just like, how does that even happen? That's where. Tough. It, I mean, you have so many coaches on the sideline
1: yeah, somebody somebody has to be like oh no we're we're a guy short right now, and we're in a goal line set i mean that's I just feel like that's
0: I feel like that's lack of composure in an important situation, you know what I mean, because like how often do you end up with ten guys on the field in the second quarter, you know like you right know I mean? on a like, thirty yard line but it was a huge situation, and like somebody's got to be thinking about that stuff, right I don't you know would hope. Uh, so, I don't know. I I just feel like it's a huge mistake. Um, speaking of huge, lots of huge mistakes. So, I mean, this is probably, this is the story of the week. Um, so, <laughs> Florida State quarterback, uh, Jordan Travis, he had, he had a hell of a week. And, uh, you know, win over Clemson, hard-fought win. Florida State's number five in the AP poll now. Yeah, five. Um, and now is. Possibly facing a, uh, you know, probably frivolous lawsuit from Joe Exotic. Uh, th- those of you that don't remember Joe Exotic from the COVID era, but the Tiger King.
1: Tiger King. Carol Baskin.
0: <laughs> <is it laughs> Carol fucking Baskin. So. Um, Killed her
1: husband, whacked him.
0: <laughs> but. Listen, so we we got an intellectual property beef on our hands here because Jordan Travis is calling himself the Tiger King after beating LSU and Clemson. Rightfully so, you yeah. Know? I mean, how, how many other Tigers can he beat? You know, he's not he's not going to play Auburn. But the this shirt year, didn't
1: right? even say Tiger King, so it's over a T-shirt.
0: Wait, aren't it? Hang on, there were some shirts. That said okay, Tiger King. okay, I only yeah, saw yeah. one T-shirt.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. They're, they're, gotta, he's got to do better research. research.
0: But yeah, so 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 Joe Exotic, you know, and, and if everybody doesn't know, he's in jail for. Uh, it looks like 22 years on 17 counts of animal abuse, so fuck you, and then two counts of attempted murder for hire for that bitch Carol Baskin. <laughs> but, so he and so he says that he's going to sue Jordan Travis for these T-shirts. So and I quote: Jordan Travis was six years old when I became the Tiger King. It is my trademark, my intellectual property, and I'm sick of others cashing in on my trademark just because President Biden. Cares nothing about me being wrongfully imprisoned in, in America. <laughs> so
1: oh, the, what a quote! The,
0: the biggest shock is he doesn't say that bitch Carol Baskin anywhere in there. Yeah, uh,
1: uh,
0: but hang on, there's more. And I will give any attorney eighty percent of a settlement to sue Jordan Travis and all companies selling stuff using Tiger King, Time quarterbacks, and anyone else in the country stop stealing from others. Which attorney would like to take this multi-million dollar case? DM me. So. I Obviously, don't think the
1: Tiger King should be able to DM people in in jail.
0: Oh, dude, are you kidding? What, what's his name? Uh, Navalny over in Russia was on Instagram until until they just shut down Instagram. Jesus. So apparently you can't. Yeah. So you can't, you can't take away his computer time or his cell phone time or whatever the fuck it is. But
1: so the, one of the funniest parts about this whole story is the fact that he. So uh, Joe Exotic does have trademarks for Tiger King, but they're for. very specific very specific gaming machines and i'm blank there was three but they were very they were they were not
0: cream gaming machines and firearms fire (laughs) yeah um where'd you get that again what was that what was that sourced i think it was
1: on three let me let me look that up
0: okay so yeah so doesn't have you would think that would be like his number one right maybe the trademark expired on apparel or something
1: you would hope like Um, come on like
0: yeah, when when did he go to prison?
1: It's been a while, right? It was like 21, I think, 20 Or no, 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 it's no. That's when the doc came out. He's been in prison. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's been in for a little bit. Or
0: 2020 was the COVID year. That's when the doc came out, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, so that, it was probably right around then.
0: Okay. So anyway, um uh, <laughs> So this is uh yeah, I mean, he, I mean he's right. Quarterbacks quarterbacks are stealing from others. I mean, that's so I'm kind of with with Yeah, this he has though. his
1: own slot slot game i guess wait there's no way fan duel casino why would they all right
0: we need to we need to dig deeper yeah yeah. um
1: so that you know allegedly
0: hey listen i was a teacher and teachers just they inspire young minds or they inspire minds. so i inspire hopefully i've inspired you to go look up more about joe exotic i don't have the whole story okay this is this is a sports podcast after (laughs) all uh but yeah pretty wild and, uh, and I'm rooting for Jordan Travis now. I, I hope he doesn't back down. You know? No, yeah, don't back down. So, uh, yeah, uh, talk about NIL immediately creates <laughs> <laughs> these massive th- stories that yeah. are,
1: yeah, like Jordan Travis and uh, <laughs> Joe Exotic. Who would have thought?
0: Good for you, buddy. You, that, you know what that reminded me of, too, is I will give any attorney 80% of a settlement to sue Jordan Travis. Did you see SWAT? you're I ha- not a movie guy.
1: I haven't seen Swap but I so, like I've seen Do you seen, remember the I, quote? Yeah. I've so. seen like the the meme, like, yeah. I
0: will give anyone a 100 million dollars to get me out of here. <laughs> so uh, it's like one step away. Like I'll I'll just <laughs> sue somebody. <laughs> How fucking old is that guy anyway? Like he's going to die in prison anyway. I don't know. Um so <laughs> I feel like we're already on like, you know, we're we're having fun anyway, but let's move on to holidays and history. I think we have a good we have a good lineup for the <laughs> next few days actually. Yeah. Um so but yeah, So, here's our bit. So, it's holidays in history. Got to celebrate every day. Uh, Sure, you know, you got, uh, I mean, it's fall now, so the white girls are happy, right? Yeah, pumpkin spices. I'm sure all the girls are happy. I don't know, but like the, you know, uh, but yeah, pumpkin spices in the air. I mean, I'm more of an apple guy myself. I love
1: apple cider. I Uh, love it.
0: Apple cider, apple anything, man. Uh, Here in Vermont, we have this place called the Apple Barn. Which is just has fucking bomb pastries and
1: oh, their donuts are good too.
0: The donuts are good, the apple squares, all of it. Um, so anyway, celebrate every day. That's the point. So, uh, and every day is an important day in history. So, in 1960, so to uh, to take a dark turn for a second, was the first televised presidential debate, Nixon and uh, Kennedy. That's a, I mean, that's a bummer. Cause I also, I mean, that season's, you know, it's coming up. You know, campaign season. We 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 got a, a year of hell ahead of us. And I don't want to comment on one side or the other. Politics are stupid. But um, yeah,
1: I'll try to plug plug it out the best I can.
0: Yeah, I just, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not gonna promise and I'm not gonna make fun of candidates. But that's really all I'm here for. Like,
1: uh, no, I mean, if there's some dumb commercials or yeah, yeah, it's all fair game.
0: It actually, it is one of my favorite things to watch politicians make an ass of themselves. Like, uh, you ever see that one with Hillary Clinton where she's like, she's like, the kids want to play Pokemon Go. Like, I want to get them to Pokemon Go to the polls. And it was like, and it was just like.
1: No. Nice (laughs) try, Hillary. One
0: one single clap out of the thousands there. Nice try, Hillary. It it was brutal. It was a record scratch. It
1: it was probably that guy, Ken. uh, who, (laughs) Yeah, never mind. We're going down a hole now. Ken with a, I think he was from Indiana, red shirt. I don't know. Anyway, we'll have to cut that.
0: <laughs> uh, t- nope. Nope. We're uncut here now. That's how we Somebody do Somebody will know what I mean. It's like, because I don't have time to, <laughs> but no, uh, there was another one. What was it? Uh, uh, Jeb Bush. I can't remember what he said, but on the camp campaign trail. And then he, you know, blah, 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 please clap. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did he actually say that?
0: Yeah. It was, he has, he has a few good ones. It was like, uh, he's like, he was like pandering to Mexicans or something. Ken
1: Bone, know? yeah, okay, it's a real guy. Uh, what is this? He went viral in 2016. Ken Bone, we'll, we'll look him up after. Oh, okay, all right. Um, red sweater guy Ken. So see, Ken I was on the right track. Ken
0: Bone, B O N E. Correct, correct. Okay, maybe we'll post. We can post a clip. We have socials now, so we can do this. You know, and our and our boy Ahmad at work was teaching me about uh, website stuff, so that might be coming real soon. Um. Where was I? Presidential debate, making fun of politicians. Yeah, so we're, we're here for that. But we, we but your political views actually, like, your political views themselves, we don't care. <laughs> Let's go somewhere else. Get your own show. I don't know. Um, and also, uh, so September 26th, 1971, the Orioles had four 20-game winners. Um,
1: That's crazy, because I, I looked this up. Uh, they had 101 wins. So the majority of their wins came from those four guys
0: yeah well yeah and they had a a fifth starter who presumably probably won 15 games or something we didn't look it up but um 420 game winners is just crazy hasn't happened since it was the first time since the 1920 white Sox, by the way um and that team lost in the world series to roberto clemente's pirates seven game series uh also september 26th national pancake day you uh ihop or denny's man
1: Neither really. I, I just a local spot. I don't, you know, no, I'm I can not, respect that. I'm not a big What about you?
0: Um, wait, you know, I was gonna actually saw so, uh, this was story time for me. Um, if you ever go out to Las Vegas, it's way off the strip, but there's this place called Original Pancake House, and it's actually not pancakes, it's a waffle, but whatever. Breakfast, okay. okay. Right? No,
1: that's that's I, I didn't want to disrespect pancakes on, no, on their ra- day,
0: exactly. There's nothing wrong with pancakes, flapjacks, whatever you want to call them, right? Griddle cakes, you know. Um, but hey, uh, there's this waffle, like apple waffle there, and the manager. I don't know if he's still there, but dude, that guy, it, he is Mike Dicka's doppelganger. <laughs> and like, I, and I always wanted to tell him that, but I was always kind of afraid. Like, he didn't look mean. He just, he just looked like him. And I was afraid. You have he the might, sweater and everything. Uh, Probably not in uh, Vegas. No, he, ne- no, he exactly. He needed the sweater. Yeah, in a restaurant, but you know, but just the mustache, the hair. He, <laughs> he, lo- he looked like he could be Dick's brother or something. And I was afraid if I, if I said it to him you know, that he might
1: poison your food. or something. And,
0: Well, and he might get me tackle he, you. He might get mean like Mike. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but anyway, so yeah, so the, the OPH original pancake house, go there. If you're ever out in Vegas, it's like 20 minutes off the strip, West of the strip, but just do it. Um, it's also national situational awareness day. That's tomorrow, September 26th.
1: Josh McDaniels does not celebrate.
0: Uh, yeah. Josh McDaniels, not a fan. Um, but Hey, you know, maybe we can, you know, raise awareness for him. Right. And, Maybe, maybe there's a charity out there for him. I don't know. But, um, you know, kidding aside, though, my wife does women's self-defense, and this is like a, a big part of it, ladies, is stay off your fucking cell phones when you're alone, okay? Again, this is, by the way, this isn't victim blaming or anything, but this is like, uh, this is one of the biggest things, is just like, pay attention to your surroundings, especially when you're by yourself, because this is like, because they look for, you know, shitty people, you know, uh, predators, they look for easy targets, right? Right. So... Um, I might get recertified to help her teach that actually because um I was certified to help her at one point, so just to be clear that 's not victim blaming that's just saying ladies, be aware of your surroundings cause oh, that's
1: a good yeah, yeah, you know good advice
0: uh september twenty seventh morning morning show host day you, you, you' i mean i mean you're never up before like noon, are you
1: no i'm actually a morning guy <laughs> oh you are, yeah, okay. yeah, I like mornings uh i don't like recording. Into the morning, but here we are. No, (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Hey, we're not there yet. No, I think we're gonna we're we're doing well. We're not gonna hit a PR today.
0: That's that's true too. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. Morning morning show hosts are are who is it?
1: uh, Regis and Kelly was it? Was uh, that the big one? It
0: was Kathy Lee before that with Regis. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. My
1: mom would always watch that. It would be on when I would go to school in the morning.
0: I was I mean, I feel like the morning show host is always like the funniest guy. Like I mean, like on uh Sirius XM on Mad Dog Radio, like it's uh it's uh Mike Babchick and uh, Willie Colon. Like they're pretty it's morning men. That's the show. They're pretty good, they're pretty funny. Um but th- that morning show—I mean, they—they like they get to your day started the right way. You know? Yeah, I mean. no,
1: it's always like very positive vibes. Well, it's a,
0: yeah, it's a different vibe, and then like I feel like the like the night t- like the night crew is always like a little more cynical, and you know, they talk like this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they got their sexy DJ voice. <laughs> you, know, ma- you know, either that, yeah, one or the other. Um, I just put, I put it on here. National Crush of Can Day is also the twenty seventh. Just makes me think of Ryan in the office. So he's, <laughs> like, he's like he's like threaten you. Why would, <laughs> why would why I would, do that? Why would we threaten you? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then another uh, yeah, another uh, women's one. And this is like so. Shout out! I was just at this actually. There was uh, so here in Bennington, Vermont, we have the Memory Clinic, which works with um, you know, Alzheimer's patients and everything like that. And so they had this, uh, they had six members of the SMS t 2 cross-country ski team, and they train here in Vermont, but they're basically never here because they're always all around the world. But they were here tonight, and it was pretty cool. So I met, uh, yeah, six, I don't know if they're all Olympians yet, but but Jesse Diggins, and uh, Julia Kern, and Ben Ogden, Uh, so like, these are all people. Those three were, for uh, sure. Yeah, those three are definitely all Olympians. Um, But there were six of them, and they're all just, I mean, just six world-class athletes they're, they're not in mainstream sports but they're i mean they're if you
1: have never heard the call here comes diggins do yourself a favor and just youtube here comes diggins uh just one of the most elite calls in any sport ever it's it's it, it'll give you chills
0: dude she gave me chills tonight she was talking about somebody asked a question about how do you deal with your losses or something like that and how do you you know how do you move on from it and she said at the Olympics when she just missed out on a medal by like three seconds or something like that. And she, but she said she had pushed herself so hard that like she said her vision was going pink and all this stuff. Like, and she said, yeah, there's
1: a term for that.
0: Uh, yeah, well, it, it's and it, she was probably like pushing the li- you know the limits of rhabdomyolysis and shit. You know where you, where like your muscles start you know cannibalizing themselves. But right. Um, but, and then she said she was just, like, laying there in the snow and, 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 you know, and thought about it. It was like, that's the best race I've ever run in my life. And so, like, when she got up, she had already made up her mind that she was stoked about it. You know what I mean? It, like, it was just, a, it was really motivating speech. It was good shit. But, anyway, that's National Women's Health and Fitness Day. Um, you know, again, my wife was, you know, elite power lifter for a while there. She doesn't do it anymore. But, you're like, just shout out for women's sports. Oh, yeah. shit, we forgot. We forgot, uh... Shenandoah football player. What's it? Haley. Haley Van Voorhees. Van Voorhees. Yeah. Uh so first
1: yeah. first uh first woman to first play. first
0: woman to play in a NCAA football game, not non-kicker.
1: Non-kicker, because obviously Cause Van, she, Vanderbilt three years ago. I, I there, believe. there there have been several
0: kickers, yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, so she so she comes in and speaking of blitzing defensive backs, so I mean she's not big, she's 5'6", 145 but she is jacked
1: she is jacked and And yeah she got in for one snap it was only one snap it was in the first quarter so it wasn't you know like this blowout in the fourth quarter like it was it was still early and she uh she got to the quarterback
0: so just wanted to uh, give a shout out to Haley um she might be a junior at Shenandoah and I believe so yeah she um, also runs track so it's yeah and uh yeah she's a beast and I I wouldn't be surprised to see her in MMA or something someday um but so uh, a sellout sports salute to Haley Van Voorhees. <laughs> and uh, and then September twenty eighth, nineteen forty one. I'm gonna do a shameless plug for uh, sh- Sandbox News article, even though there's a million articles about Ted Williams out there. But I was writing for a military news site, so I had, so it was it was half baseball and half um, his military career. So Ted Williams, it, there's a little bit of a little bit of legend, a little bit of you know, no one's really sure exactly what happened that day um you know his manager didn't really confirm what Ted Williams has said but his th- the story goes that his manager gave te- Ted Williams was at 399 point or his batting average was 39956 whatever would have been rounded up to 400 right and the Red Sox were out of the pennant race and it didn't matter it was a meaningless game for those purposes and so the story goes that his manager said hey you can sit this one out I read somewhere that his manager said that's bullshit, but anyway, just in the interest of accuracy, but the legend goes, Ted Williams said, nah, fuck that, and then he went two for four that day, I think, and then his batting average ended up being 406, obviously, as we all know, last last man to hit 400. Um, also, a great fighter pilot, by the way, and he was uh, John Glenn, the astronaut's wingman, so... This guy's all around
1: American man.
0: Just a fucking yeah. I mean, and he served in World War II. too. Just, just an awesome story. So, um, even even if the part about him deciding to hit was true or not, but um, and all over baseball. And uh, speaking of the nineteen twenty White Sox, um, September twenty eighth is the anniversary in nineteen twenty that the Black Sox were indicted. And uh, and don't ever say that uh, you know global warming never did anything for you. Because uh, in 2018, <laughs> Arctic shipping lanes opened up because so much ice had melted. So uh, Russian ships, I, I guess like the Suez Canal was like the, the easiest way around for a long time. Um, and now there are passages through all that ice. And so. Or some lack thereof. <laughs> uh, yeah, or lack uh, la- the lack of ice. And, uh, and hey, you know, just invest in some land in the Arctic because that'll like be beachfront property in like 20 years. So I don't know. I don't know what everyone's complaining about. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, yeah, there's like, I don't know, tornadoes and shit happening in California. And uh, I, I don't know, like it basically, you know, the day after tomorrow, which is I, I can't make it's fun a movie of that I've seen. uh, And I can't make fun of that movie enough. It's so bad. It's it's horrible. And I love it for that because it takes it like, again, movies that take themselves seriously and are bad. I mean, that's guilty pleasure. That's <laughs> that's born for me. It's great. And I think that's a great note to end on. And we did, yeah, we came up short of our PR. That's good. So um, We're improving. It? Yeah, exactly. We're shaving it down. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Seriously, I, I, I know people don't know how social media works anymore. I feel like I, I hate how much I know about social media. But if you see our, our memes and our, uh, you know, whatever Facebook posts, give them a like, give them a laugh. Actually, reactions mean more in the Facebook algorithm. But if I post that, I'm pretty sure Facebook will penalize me. So like, don't tell
1: me your secrets, you yeah. know. Yeah.
0: But if I tell you here, so guys, if you if you like our shit, go um go actually like it on Facebook. Click that button because it actually helps get us out there a little bit more. Um I I hate to like beg for it, but it's just, you know, give us give us the like, you know. Yeah, like mean?
1: and subscribe, you know. Like and subscribe. Yeah,
0: there's nothing wrong with asking to like and subscribe, right? Um So anyway, that's our show. We will be back on Thursday.
1: Yeah, well, you will be in your in your ears on Friday. Uh,
0: uh, exactly. Yeah. We'll, we'll, so the show will be out by early Friday morning. Um, you know, big things coming. Website coming. You've you got you've got, um, <laughs> like I said, our, our boy Akhman at work. He taught me how to use Canva to to spotlight players. And I can so I can actually like show little video clips of players he has that, no
1: idea what he did.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And once I'm fast at it, oh, <laughs> look out world. So, um, anyway, uh, thanks for listening again. Can't, can't thank uh, cat TV enough for those of you that know what cat TV is. Um, and can't thank you guys enough for being here and listening and seriously hit us up on the email or just message us on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. If you have feedback questions, maybe we'll read your question on the air. Um, I guess you, you should yeah, probably you do a little segment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, you know, we, we don't have the ability for, uh, yeah, I don't think we ever want to do Collins until unless we have a call screener. Maybe Jenna can do that for us. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's our show. Um, so Mike, glad you're back. And uh, yeah, it's only going to get better. Thanks, guys. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys.